Hey there, everyone. My name is Grady Milligan, and I want to welcome you to the Vineyard Church Conversations, a space for healthy dialogue about the serious and the silly, a place to explore the sacred and beautiful things that make up our journey together. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I really hope you will enjoy this conversation that I got to have with my friend Brooks Coker. If you don't know Brooks, he is awesome. He leads a lot here at Vineyard Church Maryville. He's been leading the Young Adults Ministry, which is amazing, and we'll talk a lot about that and the cool things going on there. Brooks also is an incredible musician and worship leader, and he leads our youth worship ministry as well as helping a ton in Sunday musicals and worship spaces. So let's jump right in. Here is my conversation with Brooks Coker. Okay, Brooks. So I know Brooks and I'm sitting across from Brooks and get to do a lot of life, in the, especially in the last like year and a half, like a ton of life Probably maybe more life with Brooks than you always want to do with me. <laughs> but um, for people who don't know who Brooks Coker is, like, give us a little bit of the the Brooks bio, the Brooks story. Like, where'd you come from? How'd you end up here? Anything you want to go with that? Well, I think I've done. You've done more life with Brooks than anybody here. It's coming up on four years that I've lived in Tennessee. Oh yeah, yeah. Hmm. If it hasn't been already, maybe. Well, it's yeah. almost summer, so I moved here um, four summers ago. I graduated high school from Rogers High School in Arkansas. Yeah. And my whole family moved to Knoxville. My dad moved here for a job, mm-hmm. and um, I decided to go to Maryville College. Yeah. It was like it was between three different colleges in East Tennessee. Okay. There was one in North Carolina, and I picked Maryville because it was closest to a um, a city. Um, the rest of them were like hours and hours away from like Knoxville or any mm-hmm. like major city. Yeah, and it. it I'm just kind of getting in the weeds here, but no, that's good. I I'm not the best at deciding things. Okay, um, sure, sure. But it was like almost time. Like I'd already applied and got accepted to places, and I mm-hmm. I just remember like coming downstairs one day, and my parents were like, "Well, you need to decide which school you're going to." Yeah. And real easy, just, just yeah. make this big life decision. Do it right now. We gotta go. <laughs> Yeah. And I looked at the three, and, like, I'm really – I was really interested in, like, getting involved with music scene. Yeah. Because, okay, um, yeah. like, when I – went before I graduated high school, I got really connected with some musicians, and I was, like, making music all the time with them. And I was like, oh, I'm finally really doing this. And like, when that start, like, to kind of even get more just Brooke's story, like, when when did you start playing music? Like, at what age, you know? I – Got my first guitar when I was five. Okay. And then I I think I started lessons in first grade. Yeah. Um, and then lessons on and off in first grade. Okay. Yeah. And then um, when I was twelve, I was in I was in this thing called Royal Rangers. Okay. I, so I, I grew up in um, the Assemblies of God Church and they had what's called Royal Rangers, which is like the Christian uh, Boy Scouts. Okay, I got um, you. <laughs> so, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> yeah, I'm tracking. <laughs> yeah, so many people will know what that is. Um, so, like, I was in Royal Rangers. Like, my dad was a commander. Um, yeah. and Which is an amazing title to yes. have. I was like, that could be really great. Or, like, that could be a, a dangerous power trip <laughs> to be. It's like, I'm the commander. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. But even uh, even before then, like, um, we would have these things called, like, powwows, which were, like, the really big, like, Boy Scout, like, meetups, but mm-hmm. Royal Rangers. And I, uh, my dad, like, led worship at one of the big events, and I got to play guitar for him. Yeah, okay. Um, so that was really cool. And when you say lead worship, did he sing and play? Did he, like, in what way was he leading worship? Um, more of, like, well, he's, he's a singer. Okay. Yes. But he was more of like the worship director. Like yeah. he sang and led while other people played instruments. I got you. Okay. And uh, I had some really good friends called uh, the Hoovers, and they're they're missionaries, church planners, like worship okay. leaders. Um, they work with this organization called Chi Alpha, which is this amazing campus ministry across across the world. Okay. Um, but they were in uh, Bolivia for I think around six months to a year. Okay. And um, I had sort of a relationship with their uh, son, Josh. Yeah. Um, but when he came back, 
I guess he knew I played guitar, and he was like, hey, you need to quit Royal Rangers so you can play in the youth band. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, uh, 12 was the age when you start youth. Okay. Um, so, like, I started youth by playing guitar yeah. in the youth band. Um, yeah, and then, cool. like, I haven't stopped leading worship since. Yeah, so you weren't, like, onboarded from within the youth group into a youth band. You, youth band was the ramp. Yeah. And, yeah, that's yeah. cool. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. And did that, so how did that shape things and form things? Because if you've seen Brooks, like, lead worship on a Sunday, you may or may not know that, like, Brooks is driving the entire ship that is, like, youth worship on Wednesdays. So he's, youth worship is continually a big part of the Brooks story. So, so how did stuff shape in the Brooks life through being in youth band, you know, like up to stuff you still do right now? Yeah. Well, I never really led vocally in okay. youth band until like probably the end of my senior year. Okay. Whenever they didn't have anybody else to do it. But how many moments like, like that's, that's a pretty cool, like common story though, that mm-hmm. like doing something that becomes a big part of yeah. what you do unexpectedly, literally because, literally because someone had to do it. Right. Like yeah, yeah. someone had to do the thing. And then all of a sudden mm-hmm. this is a big factor in your story. That's actually really yeah. cool. But most of the stuff I learned about guitar tone and like guitar sounds, gear and stuff was just like those like four to six years mm. of at least six years of just playing guitar mm. in the background and like driving the band and like helping shape our sound. Like yeah. we listened to so much Jesus culture, like yeah. every single week was at least one Jesus culture song. That's what I was going to ask is like, who, who was, who were the big professional people mm-hmm. in the world that were forming the way you play guitar? Uh, yeah, Jesus Culture, okay. actually Corey Asbury before okay. Reckless Love. Um, <laughs> That's funny. So I would... Back when nobody knew yeah. that dude's name. <laughs> yeah, Corey Asbury, Reckless Love, a lot of Bethel. Yeah. Um, I actually didn't really, like, get on the Bethel train that much other than, like, um, what were the more popular songs. Okay, And sure. um, we ended up playing a lot of those. Yeah. Um, and also, so... I love, I love, love how connected the Assemblies of God Church is. Mm. So um, there were two or three different experiences that um, really shaped my youth. Uh, yeah, my youth church life. Um, one of those was um, the All State Choir. So yeah, but it's similar to like how schools will have a tryout in All State Choir, mm-hmm. but it's an All State Gospel Choir for every single Assemblies of God Church. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Uh, Arkansas is big for AG because the headquarters are in Arkansas, and that's that's a big deal. So you lived in like the heart, yes, of Assemblies of God world. Yes, yeah, okay. But we we have this thing called Fine Arts. Yeah, and every single year we come together, and it would be like competition for like mm. youth bands. Um, yeah, this thing called Human Video. If you've heard of Human Video, you're probably like uh, really excited that I'm talking mm. about it. If mm. you haven't. You have no idea Mm, (laughs) what it is, but it's, it's like portraying a story through music Mm. and, uh, movement and it's not so much dance, but like you create stories with the people on the stage. So Mm -hmm. we probably had like about 11 people on the stage. Um, and like it incorporates like gymnastics, dance, um, like, so for example, like if we were trying to make a cross, we would like have people on shoulders and like, right. Um, I'm making visual motion on a podcast, right? <laughs> but uh, it's just like this. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's yeah. art. Uh, it's a mix of art, and you can't talk like nobody on stage is talking. Mm, so you're okay, trying really to cool. tell a story uh, through movement and music. So I was part of Human Video. Yeah. I was part of Worship Band, um, and also like people will submit like art projects and mm-hmm. compete. And there's songwriting competition, yeah. uh, drama competition. This is awesome. Yeah. Okay, so uh, that's really cool. You, I mean, you were being encouraged to be a part of big creative endeavors mm-hmm. kind of right from the start. That's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. Because mm-hmm. that's not everyone's church story. Um, it could depend on, like, where someone's from. I mean, I think it's most common that someone's church story has, you know, some form of connection with the music that was done in their church or something, or maybe someone comes in and does skits or something. But, but this is big time, deep, you know, 
organized, having to work together, team building, learning how to play with bands or groups mm-hmm. or like that's a lot of really formative stuff inside the church, which sounds super healthy mm-hmm. and awesome. So that yeah. that just gets me pumped up hearing about that. Yeah. Yeah. And you're you're meeting people across the state and like yeah. um you're celebrating with them when they win. And there was like it was a really cool program. Like mm. there would be like finalists and then there would be merit finalists, which mm. was like the best of the best in their category. Oh, okay. And if you were a, a merit finalist, you'd get like five hundred dollars in scholarship towards college if you decided to go to Assemblies of God College. Oh yeah. Okay. So sweet. if you're doing like if you're doing fine arts year after year and you're you're winning year after year, like yeah. you're potentially like helping yourself go to college. Well that's okay. That's crazy. And also like you don't have to get first place to qualify to go to nationals. Yeah, yeah. So like I think it's third, second and first qualify to go to nationals. Yeah. And um I went to nationals two years. <gasps> okay, sweet. And it's actually really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, my good friend Jacob Hall yeah. used to uh, work here as a preteen pastor. Mm-hmm. And we actually went to two years of uh, national competition. Okay. Didn't know each other. Yeah, yeah, I had no idea, but I don't think I've heard this story. That's yeah. Really, that's a small world moment. That's awesome. Yeah. Hmm. So he, well, we both went to nationals in 2011 in Phoenix, Arizona, and then nationals in 2013 in mm. Orlando, Florida. Yeah. Whenever I in Phoenix, uh, I competed in human video, and mm. then in Orlando, I competed on worship team. Mm. Um, so it was just really cool. Like even if we didn't like go far yeah. <laughs> in the competition, it was cool to like go to another a big city mm-hmm. to play music and yeah. to compete in music. When you're growing, you're pushing yourself. Mm-hmm. You're learning about how to do all of this art stuff. That's, yeah, so how does that get you to, you know, stuff you've been doing since? Like, how did that affect songwriting, leaning into, like, church involvement and worship ministry involvement? You know, and, and like, as you came to Maryville College and found this place, you know, uh, found this place where you would be on this podcast, <laughs> you know? Um, like, how, how did all of that get you to here? Hmm. Honestly, it's... I think off the top of my head, it's it was the immersion hmm. of like just being around music and being and seeing how worship is led in different contexts, hmm, like yeah. on a large scale, but also on a Wednesday night at my church where it's just mm-hmm. like me and another girl singing. Yeah. Um, but also, there's tons and tons of stuff going on year round with AG Church, like. Like I mentioned, the fine arts, and mm-hmm. then like youth camps, big thing in the summer, and then that gospel choir tour, and then there's also like youth rallies, like regional rallies. So there's it's there's a ton of stuff going on. Um, so just seeing being in worship in all those different contexts, mm-hmm. almost just constant immersion. Mm-hmm. But in my twelve year old brain, <laughs> I wasn't thinking like, hey, I'm learning how to get play guitar with a worship band so I can teach another student later how to play guitar with a sure. worship band. And I wasn't, the first time I led vocally, it wasn't like, oh, I'm doing this so I can uh, lead on a Sunday morning at Vineyard Church. Yeah, right. Maryville. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know what it was. You didn't what know what was. this was, yeah. <laughs> um, so I think it was just like um, the lifestyle of immersion was really what like shaped me. Mm. Um, and like I think it's very intentional. Like I think God has always been shaping me for mm-hmm. such a time as this. Yeah. And right now he's shaping me for later, you know? Yeah. Um, for whatever is 20 years. From and that'll now. be really clear when you look back from there. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yeah, dude. We'll talk some more. I mean, we'll talk more about like music and, and church and vulnerability and all the things we're talking about on this podcast real quick, just to change subject a little bit. What does Brooks like to do? So so anybody that does know you is typically seeing you in these church contexts. What does Brooks like to do when it's just free time, Brooks time? This stuff Because you do a lot of things and you're a really active person. So uh, tell folks, like, what does Brooks do uh, when you get to be just free time Brooks or uh, retreat Brooks, as we, as we affectionately call Brooks when you actually get to relax and enjoy life and be silly and stuff? I would say more on like a weekly basis. What am I doing or what do I like to do in my free time? Yeah. Train of thought coming back. No, it's good, man. 
But yeah, on more of like a weekly basis mm-hmm. in my free time, um, I'm an introvert. Yes. So the bright-eyed, like super energized Brooks on a Sunday morning needs to be fed um, on a Monday night or a Monday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so in my free time, I'm, I'm learning to be more intentional about um, what fills me. I'll talk a little bit about the introvert side because that's, that's more of like what I need to do in my free time. Yes. And I do get life from it and I do enjoy it. But then there's the stuff where it's like, this is fun. This is my fun stuff in yeah. my free time. But the introvert stuff, like I really recharge in nature. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's not just a personality thing. Yeah. I think it's a physiological thing. Yeah. Um, like I, when I was at Maryville College, up oh, squeaky chair. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> When I was at Maryville College, I was an outdoor study major for about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first book I read in that major was Your Brain on Nature. Hmm. Um, That's so a like, great title. Yeah. yeah. And I call my time in nature vitamin G. So <laughs> like your vitamin green. You got to mm-hmm. get your vitamin G for the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, so one of my spots is the Maryville College Woods. Mm-hmm. Like I was actually there this morning. Yeah. Um, and I've been getting a lot, a lot, a lot out of meditation. Mm. Um, I subscribe to this app called Headspace. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. A lot of people are using it. Yeah. Not a sponsor. Not, um, <laughs> not a sponsor. Or if we are, I need to know where the check went. I need some cash. <laughs> Actually, they sponsored my lifestyle. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's really cheesy. Keep going, though. Yes. Um, anyway, I recharge with people in nature, too. Mm. Um, a few weeks ago, our small group, our young adult small group, yeah. went on a hike. And it was just like I was having kind of a, a, a draining weekend, mm-hmm. um, but I knew that like me being out there, smelling the season change, yeah. um, getting the pollen, you know, <laughs> getting the pollen in me. Sneezing, like, the sneeze of joy. Yeah, the sneeze <laughs> of joy. But it wakes your body up and it's like, hey, I'm here. I'm a human in this thing called the earth, yeah. you know, and your mm-hmm. body has to, has to compensate for that in a healthy way. So it's like it's it's waking you up to hmm. not being in a bubble that is like inside. Yeah. You know? I kind of like the way you you say that sort of like even the even the things that are maybe a slight physical challenge about going on a great hike or just ex- making yourself experience the beauty of the outside world is like yeah even the sneezing a little more even the you can fall down and scrape your knee like even the yeah. that stuff is like part of what's good about it for you. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, that's, I like the way you, you describe that. It makes me mm-hmm. a little less mad about sneezing. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> and like, even when I'm going uphill and like my muscles are screaming and a big thing about headspace and meditation is like, um, at the beginning of each meditation, it's like, get present to your body. Like, yeah. what's the mood of your body? What's your body trying to say? How do you feel? Yeah. Like, is everything tense? Oh, I have a headache I didn't even notice. Yeah. You know, yeah. That happens frequently for me. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, my head hurts. Probably because I'm drinking too much coffee. Um, yeah. And I didn't Or you're carrying it. stress that you haven't slowed down yeah. in two days, but mm-hmm. then you do. And it's like, oh, I'm carrying a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. One day I was doing that. I was starting meditation and I was like, I think my body wants to exercise. Like, mm. I think my body is tired of being sitting down all the time. Right. Um, oh, yeah. And it was just kind of a cool thought to think, like, your body wants to be healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. It's one of the, well, it's like, I think it's one of the ways, like, like, we've been made to be able to, like, understand what we need. And, like, I feel like the Lord even communicates our needs, like, just through your body. Like, we're, you know, we're going so fast, you don't even pay attention. Like, uh, I, I don't miss meals very often, Brooks. It's not a thing I do. But I have friends that they get so into their stuff and so, you know, zoned into what they're doing. They, It sounds crazy to me, but they actually miss meals regularly. And I think some of that is uh, those same friends, just other things I know about them, they're, you know, they're just going and going and the thoughts are racing and stuff. You know, you wonder if, like, if we're just present to where we actually are and even present to our body and present to like, how am I actually doing or what do I need right now? It's like, oh, I need a sandwich. <laughs> and then you just yeah. stop and eat a sandwich. And it might be like a spiritually, emotionally healthy thing for you that your body was just trying to communicate by yeah. letting your like stomach grumble if you just chill for two, two minutes, you mm-hmm. know? 
for some for some people, I I need my stomach to stop saying eat, <laughs> like all the time. Yeah, I had a friend of mine. Uh, we were talking about emotional health, and mm-hmm. he was like, we were talking about when to have hard conversations with a significant other, mm. and he was like, I know now that if I'm hungry, I should probably wait till after I eat. Mm, yeah, and. I uh I I was a camp counselor for three years. Yes, and uh, I feel like I met you deep in like Camp Brooks mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But one kid, he was just having this like crazy temper tantrum. Like yeah. it, it was actually really funny. He was like, uh, one of the counselors was trying to see what was wrong, and he was just like pointing at all of these all the people that wronged him, and he was like you did this, you did this, you did this, and then it, uh, sheer rage, and then it would just flip, and then he would point at people that didn't do it, and he's like, no, you are you were fine, it wasn't you, you're okay, and because they were looking at him like, like he was crazy, he was like, no, you're okay, and then he was like, you did this, this, and this, and it was a time whenever I was like in leadership, I wasn't a counselor that year, but I came up to him, and like at that time, he didn't know the word hanger, oh. like it wasn't in his vocabulary, like yeah, <laughs> And, um, but in my, like, when I saw it, I was like, that's hanger. Like, <laughs> I see it. he's not, he's, he doesn't know how upset he is. And I was trying to talk him through it. And he's like, um, yeah, blah, blah, blah is going on. And I'm just really hungry and I'm really angry. And I was like, and you, you, you just you, defined hanger out of your backpack comes this one Snickers bar. <laughs> yes. Not a sponsor. Not a, <laughs> not a sponsor. <laughs> Oh, that makes me laugh. Oh, dude. I don't even know what we're talking about. No, just sorry. Well, anger. you know what you did just make me think of, if it's okay to kind of transition into this, actually, as you're describing one of these things, as you're describing, you know, being outdoors, um, mm-hmm. giving yourself time for the quiet and centering and meditation and just the practice of being, right? Um, what are some other, um, and this can be, you know, physical practices, emotional practices, spiritual practices, but while we're on it, what are some more of the formational things that are going on in the Brooks life right now? Any part of the spectrum you want to talk about, you know, like what, what are the spiritual formation practices that are yeah. new or have always been going on and are shaping you? Or um, if there's, you know, yeah, emotional practices, like what, what are the things forming Brooks the most right now? Yeah. So just this year, I was given a new like outlook on the word spiritual discipline mm-hmm. and what spiritual disciplines are okay. and what they're for. Elaborate. Um, and like, well, actually it was cause I was assigned to read the first like opening of the book, spiritual disciplines. Mm, yes. Um, who's by again, the, are you talking about the Richard the Foster celebration book? Of yeah, uh, yeah. Richard Foster celebration of discipline. Mm-hmm. You should probably just read it if you're listening. So. <laughs> Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> yes. Um, that's going to be the title of this, by the way, mm -hmm. Brooks, not a sponsor. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Keep going. But, um, it will, it's because I'm doing this, uh, this thing called faith walking. Yeah. It's a, it's an emotional, um, class. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good way to describe it. Mm. Um, it's, it's led by, or it's led out of the mile high vineyard. Yeah. Um, and it's, its original intention is to um, equip vineyard leaders with uh, emotional maturity, um, but it's not exclusive to vineyard. Like sure. it's actually an evangelism tool. Part of faith walking is sharing your formation, hmm. and just by sharing your formation, people are seeing Jesus in you. Yeah, because they're uh, seeing you being formed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're seeing what this thing we call the way is all about. Right. Like, well, it's like taking out of just the, oh, that's a pretty thought of like actually being formed in a new way to be human. But, but really like you're actually acting, thinking, being, people are seeing and perceiving you in a new way. People notice that, right? Like people, um, that's why we, you know, we talk about like, like the actual holistic faith that we try to have in the Lord. And it's not just a mental exercise, right? Mm-hmm. These aren't because no one you could have that and it not change what people see, right? You could just mentally agree with some stuff, even amazing stuff that, you know, still I think the grace of the Lord's so big, even that would still start changing all the other stuff slowly and slowly if that was all you had. But man, when it's more than that, like when you're doing the formative stuff that people notice and you share that formation. Sorry, that's yeah. a soapbox. But yeah, people see it. Sorry. Let's yeah. keep talking about it though. Back in. Yeah. But yeah, back to spiritual disciplines yeah. of of their purpose is supposed to 
bring you closer to God. Like mm-hmm. your, their purpose is to um, open your ears and um, posture yourself to be mm-hmm. more present to what God is saying to you, yeah. not to wear you out, yeah, not to be a checklist, yes. not to be a ticket into heaven, but it's, it's, it's supposed to be something that's good for you. Um, and my vision of what a spiritual discipline is, is kind of broadened now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, these things are good. Praying and fasting, solitude, yeah. um, they are one of the core spiritual disciplines, yeah. and I think they should be in every, a There's part a of everybody's life. There's a reason people have done them for mm-hmm. a long time. Yeah, yeah. right. Because they're the things that get you close to God. Mm-hmm. They're good because they're the things that um, help us abide mm-hmm. with the Lord. Yes. But in faith walking, we were encouraged to find things that are spiritual practices um, that bring you life and bring you... Uh, closer to God mm-hmm. um, that maybe aren't like in that core list of things. Yeah. And for me, uh, it's skateboarding. Yes. Okay. Please elaborate. Uh, yes. I love that. <laughs> One of them is skateboarding because it's something that brings me joy. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, one way to pick what spiritual disciplines you want to do is to look at what things you want breakthrough in. Hmm. So like, uh, one things I'm one of the things I'm seeking breakthrough in my life is joy. Mm-hmm. I want to experience more joy, so I should find a spiritual discipline that will bring me closer to that. Yeah, that's so amazing. celebration, like I'm I'm trying to find things to celebrate in mm-hmm. to bring me closer to joy. Mm-hmm. Um, so to be more specific, longboarding. Yeah, yeah. Um, so skateboarding often is identified with like tricks and right. But I've gotten a lot of joy out of the longboarding. Yeah. And it's almost nostalgic for me. When I was at Maryville College, one of the things I would do to uh, kind of free my mind and kind of get out of being like bogged down with stress was skateboard. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it's sunny, I like to just get on my board and mm. uh, ride hills. Yeah. And and be intentional about like, hey, this is a time I want to hear from the Lord. Yeah. Because because of my personality type, mm. I'm in my head a lot. Yes. And I need to do things that ground me. Mm. So like if I am paying attention to what's on the road, if mm-hmm. I'm paying attention to cars on the road, if yeah. I'm paying attention to how fast I'm going, um, if I'm going to hit a rock, oh. um, my mind, yeah, gravel. <laughs> the nightmare that is yes. gravel. <laughs> like gravel and Legos are the, some of the two like most dangerous things <laughs> on the planet. Yes. Um, if I'm focused on those things, I'm out of my head. Like, yes. I'm out of my stress. It's back to the hiking. It's back to the meditation. Yeah. Like, putting awareness in your body mm-hmm. to escape for a second the cyclone of, you know, a very busy brain. Like, it's, yeah. oh, it's so holy. It's so good. Yeah. Mm. And, like, some days I'll have my headphones in, be listening to music, and mm-hmm. sometimes I'll not. Mm-hmm. And um, there's been times in both cases where, like, I've had God show me stuff, hmm. um, and oh, yeah. I've I felt my spirit get lighter. I think that'd be a common experience too. As 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 another person who's really enjoyed skateboarding, I haven't been doing it hardly at all recently. But for big periods of my adult life, like skateboarding, longboarding, these things, I think that'd be a common thread we'd find because I know we've experienced it, and other friends I've talked to, folks that are trying to follow Jesus who skateboard. It's not uncommon at all for that to be a moment where sometimes things are made abundantly clear. Discernment things that you've been stuck in, all of a sudden feeling like you finally know the answer and you weren't even looking. You were just being and skating and like enjoying the, the, the speed and the flow and sometimes even the falls of it, you know, just because maybe your brain was quieted enough, quiet enough to hear the still small voice for a second, Mm -hmm. you know, and this could translate to people's running. This could translate to people's painting. This could translate to, uh, like rocking on the front porch with a good cup of coffee. Like Mm -hmm. these things that just quiet you. Yeah. I I just, I just think that's probably a really common experience. So even if you don't skateboard, like (laughs) find what that thing is though. I think Brooks is saying something super key here of like, if you feel like the Lord is trying to to use your example, teach you about joy, you probably aren't going to find it in things you hate a lot. (laughs) You know, like the miracle of the Lord is that sometimes you do. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. But you'll probably go find joy. Like we have a, the the dudes play basketball, you know, on Mondays here and have for years. 
there's been several times, even as a guy who hasn't gone a ton compared to other folks in the church, there have been times where that Monday basketball space have just been life to me, like all the way, exact same thing happening in a worship service, like the life and flow Mm -hmm. of uh, the abundant God we serve. So go do those things. Yeah. You know, it's not, and if it sounds like too easy or like not true because that sounds fun, then great. (laughs) Like let this be a step in a better picture of God who actually likes when you have some joy and a God who likes play. All right, this is, you can't see, but I'm stepping off of the soapbox that I brought. <laughs> so another thing that uh, Brooks is doing a lot in and leading excellently, and some of y'all may not know this, um, is the growing and I, I would use almost the, I mean, the word flourishing, like stuff is awesome right now in the young adults ministry that's happening um, and is in this crazy cool season right now here at the Vineyard. So Brooks, if there were, you know, one or two things that you just are so stoked about in young adult ministry right now, like what are you most excited about the cool community that is just really seeing some life right now? Yeah, there's just so much stuff about the young adults ministry that's encouraging. It's hard to like pick <laughs> and like. No, that's that's good. Yeah, that's great. Um, but like, um, one thing is like, we're all learning how this whole young adult stuff works. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the same at the same rate as everyone's learning how to be in a young adults ministry, mm-hmm. I'm learning how to lead a young adults ministry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And like, Annie is also learning how to lead a young adults mm-hmm. ministry. I can see like some of my best friends forming in that group. Mm-hmm. Like it's one of those spaces where it's like, we haven't been friends long enough to say you're my best friend, but like, <laughs> I really want to say some of them are my best friends. Like no. it's when you're in a relationship and that like, really good suspicion. You, and yeah. you're like, you, yeah, I know. You're, you're and you like, want to say, I love you, but yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I've actually been in that moment with a lot of friends where like two hangouts in, you're like, I want you to be my best friend, yeah. but I can't ask you or you'll leave. <laughs> that's um, actually great. Like all yes. the classic like rom-com moments where that's like a romantic relationship mm-hmm. thing. That's never like how that worked for me, but in friends, yeah. absolutely. I feel mm-hmm. all of that awkwardness all the time. Like I, I want to jump in. I'm like, man, that was one great pizza, pizza hangout. Do you want to be best friends forever? <laughs> <laughs> On the romantic end for me, it's like, it's, it's like, I should pray about this. <laughs> yeah, right, right. That, oh, that's so Humble funny. brag. Humble brag. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, sorry, okay. I interrupted. Yes. But that's a great problem to have to be navigating, yeah. making sure you don't make everyone your best friend too fast. Right. That's a good thing, though. Yeah, really good stuff. Um, we've had... <laughs> <laughs> Creaky chair, I love it. <laughs> we've had... <laughs> I told I I wanted to be known that I told Brooks not to sit in the creaky chair before this podcast. <laughs> I said I wouldn't move. Well, you're moving, so okay. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, it's been super encouraging that we've had to move out of our classroom space into uh, the mezzanine upstairs. Yeah, and it's been really fun to have people that are encouraged enough to like hang out with us outside of group time. Yeah, that's the best. Okay. And to help us plan things outside of group time. And because um, they want to be around each other. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. For some people, our group is church for them mm. because they haven't yet like come to Vineyard on a Sunday and some of them work like crazy hours and the only time they can have church time is Monday night. Mm. Not that we're not encouraging people to come on Sundays, no, but, but like, I mean life happens sometimes people yeah. can't do all the stuff they wish they could. Mm-hmm. But Dang, I'm very happy they can come to that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like their first taste of the vineyard. Yeah. One very encouraging... Oh, before encouragement, I'll talk about one thing that scared me. Sure. Um, And Annie was having a conversation with Sharon, and she was like, yeah, things are... I know a lot of people are hearing about how great uh, young adults ministry is, like, flourishing, but I just want you to know that it can be hard. (laughs) Like, leading a ministry can be hard. Oh, yeah. um, especially in the uh, space we're in right now of kind of like still kind of small group form, kind of morphing into a young adults ministry. Yeah. Um, but we're also looking at like campus outreach. Mm-hmm. Like we have a ton of people that are um, very encouraged by the, our ministry that we're doing 
here on Monday nights at the church, but we also want to see like um, our community on our campuses, mm. on in the places we live. Yeah, uh, I got really, really anxious one day because I realized like half the people that are helping me and like are like our core leaders are gonna be gone mm-hmm. <laughs> for half to all of the summer. Mm. Um, so it was kind of like a kind of a reality check, mm. um, but it was also a good thing because I get to lean on so many people. Mm-hmm. Honestly, more than like the leaning on is like I'm gonna miss those people this mm. summer. Yeah, but one very very encouraging thing is like uh, we've kind of been in this season, and Aaron's talked about of like multicultural um, things being laid on our church's mm. heart, mm-hmm. on our leader's heart. Oh, yeah. um, seeing like communities come together and re- racial reconciliation. Mm. We were leaving church one night, and uh, mm-hmm. Annie was like, "We have all of the interracial couples in our small group." Yeah, <laughs> like, really. Yeah, yeah. like that. Uh, you yeah. or Annie, some, one of you said that to me, but it was like, that is that is a significant thing to pause and like mm-hmm. some, st- something is happening and stirring and there is there is health mm-hmm. that is blessing the whole church, but is stirring specifically in this yeah. young adults ministry. Mm-hmm. Like that's not a small thing. Like, like all the interracial couples... Are in your are yeah. in your ministry like that's yeah. that's really cool yeah and and one of one of those couples is one of those people that um, this is their first taste of the vineyard wow so it's cool to have hmm. it's comforting to feel like people who are going to walk in the doors that are of other ethnicity hmm. will be in a space where statistically it's more diverse than other spaces in Blunt County oh yeah like this. Though it's not like a big percentage, but it's more than everyday life in sure. Blood County. Hmm. So uh, that's been that's been super encouraging. Hmm. Yeah, dude. Man, I, I we could and maybe we will just have a whole podcast episode sometime soon. Just just talking and dreaming and scheming and celebrating young adult stuff because it's it's awesome. It's not that is a hard ministry to see flourish, and people have tried before. And it's just a hard space, you know, because because one thing we don't we, one thing we don't want to do, and we're certainly not doing, is because uh, some folks listening to this may have been a part of other young adult ministry things that have gone on in years past here at the church, and they were awesome. They, I mean, they all the way went for it. They did good ministry, and you know what? There are relationships and stuff going on in the church that formed out of those spaces, even if like the formal group or whatever was attempted stopped. Life and life abundantly has come from that. So we, I don't know, this just feels like a thing to say, like we honor every young adult ministry thing and person who's given into that big time because nothing comes out of nothing, right? Like this may be an awesome, and it also, your work and the work you guys are doing is beautiful and awesome too. You're not just like getting the fruit. Someone else did the work. You guys are working super hard too. Mm-hmm. But this is, I think, a beautiful story of how time works and how the story of the gathered church works where things that have been planted and worked hard and maybe people you know, had to struggle through not seeing fruit that they may want to see might be able to celebrate fruit that's happening now that is all part of that same story. Mm-hmm. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, to throw kind of the two part last question at you, tackle it however you want if you want to do the easy or the hard first. But what are the things or what is the thing that's requiring great vulnerability from you right now to grow and change? And what is the thing you love the most about God right now? Mm. However you want to approach it in whatever order. Well, I'll get I'll get to the the most thing I love about Jesus right now, because it it changes with like every verse I read, like Bible time, it's like whatever he's telling me today, I love. Mm. Um, No, but uh, uh, the vulnerability thing is going to, we didn't really get to talk too much about Retreat Brooks. And Mm. and that's the name that uh, (laughs) Grady says when I'm like, when I'm very energized and like, just super silly, like silly is the best word, is because... It's a good um, word. Yeah. Yeah, it's a holy word, yeah. It's because the first retreat we went on together was the mm-hmm. worst we retreat, and yes. I, it was just like, I had no homework, like I had nothing <laughs> to worry about. I just, I didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> and all I cared about was like being in uh, the hills of North Carolina mm-hmm. and having fun and like 
being still listening to Jesus. Yes. But that honestly takes extreme vulnerability for me. Hmm. It's easier some days than others. Retreats, super easy for me to get yeah. to that space. Um, but the the main thing is it, it comes back to shame because, hmm, I pause because I don't want to talk about Annie the whole time. <laughs> oh, no you're, no, you're fine, man. My significant other, Annie, we kind of have the same similar story when it comes to shame hmm. and, like, being ourselves. Yeah. But more specifically for me, like, my personality, it's it's hard to be who I am, and it's hard to even, like, know who I am. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and, like, I'm in this, this uh, meditation course where it's just encouraging – yourself to ask yourself questions from the third person because often when we ask ourselves introspective questions from the first person we're often very critical of ourselves uh, right right um so i'm learning to kind of step back and look at my personality from a third person perspective mm. i can remember the first moment or at least the first couple moments where i didn't feel like a kid anymore mm. birth till <laughs> fifth grade mm. i was retreat brooks every day and I moved towns into a different school and, like, strict rules. Got to act this way, mm. not having any other way. Yeah. Um, and I remember just being this super joyful, love to laugh, love to laugh, love to make jokes, like, love to create, love to play, be outside. And uh, I remember going to this, uh, this new school and I was sitting in class and already just very anxious. And I never felt this... Like, I feel this same version of anxiety today, and I, I remember the first moments of feeling it. Hmm. Someone made a joke in the class, and then uh, everybody laughed, and I, I guess I thought it was extra funny, and I, I, like, kept laughing, and everybody stopped. Like, it was, like, 15 seconds of laughter, and then it just stopped. And I yeah, was, like a movie or something. Yeah, and I kept going, and then, like, everybody, like, looked at me, and then um, later when class let out, the teacher called me aside and was like, hey, I just wanted to make sure you know how our disciplinary policy goes here and, like, told me about their, like, strike system. And I was like, when did right. – like, where did this come from? Like, you're like, for laughing? For laughing? What did I do? Hmm. And I, like, even now thinking about it, like, that same kid, like, he wasn't very nice to me the whole time we were at that school together. And he was – it was predominantly white hmm. school, and I think he was Latino. Hmm. Um so just, like, processing it right now, I could be totally wrong, but, like, maybe he felt like an outsider. Hmm. And then this new kid who's an outsider, oh, just just outed himself as an outsider by drawing all the negative attention in the room to him. Um, oh, I don't have to feel like an outsider anymore. I'm going to pick on this guy for some hmm. more years. Anyway, hmm. yeah, so just, like, just that kind of piled up of, like, not being myself. Um, and not because anytime silly Brooks would come out, it would cause conflict. It would cause problems. Yeah. And like, there's a difference between embarrassment and shame. Yes. Embarrassment is like, it's something that people, everybody could be like, oh yeah, that, that would embarrass me too. Mm -hmm. Like that would make my face really red too. Sure. Um, but embarrassment is something that can, that'll go away in time. Right. It kind of comes and goes, maybe a right. shorter scale thing. Yeah. And often like I can think of embarrassing moments oh, right sure. now and be like, oh dang. <laughs> oh, I have plenty. I try not to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And shame something that is a belief that something's intrinsically wrong with you. Yeah. Like you are bad. Yes. Yes. But even now, I think I have this correlation between silly brooks and um, and sh uh, not shame, uh, silly brooks and embarrassment, hmm. and I'm and it's it's not a correlation that like every time I step out in true self, I get embarrassed. But every time I was embarrassed, I was in silly mode, mm. you know. Yeah. So but, it's not the cause. Being silly is not the cause no. of anything bad. But mm -hmm. so many memories are tied to it that it's hard to, as now you're you know growing and trying to be healthier and more mm -hmm. mature there's some hard work ahead of yeah. detangling joy and silliness mm -hmm. from some kind of embarrassment or punishment yeah that's yeah and that's hard work yeah mm. but to kind of wrap that whole thought up there's so much more in it and i could go on and on sure but ju what just came to mind was a mentor of mine caleb hazelbaker yeah we were talking about just like emotional maturity and he's he paused and was like i feel like this is where you're at like 
the storm is over, but you're in your shelter and you're like going out every time and retreating back to your shelter as if the storm is still there. Hmm. But it'll take stepping out of the shelter, retreating back, and then the next day, stepping out a little further. Yeah. Retreating back. It's like a slow trust work. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And like over this year, times like going on retreats and like, There'll be times where I am retreat Brooks and nothing bad will happen. Yeah. Nothing bad will happen. Oh, and that's that so good. enforces the goodness of it. Mm-hmm. But even like nothing bad could happen, but something could trigger shame. The feelings, know? right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of the shame. So like every single time I step out and nothing bad happens, I become more of myself every day. Mm. Um, so that's that's the journey. That's really cool. Yeah, and I and I and I think the hope would be that as you continue doing that work that you know life is life like when the inevitable moment comes where you are being free and silly brooks and something does go bad that that will be able to be seen as a yeah that did suck but that was just a moment that's not the truth of me that's not what I am forced to live in forever and I'm that's not who I think I am anymore because Mm -hmm. you've seen that it's not who you are and, you know, you can be free and goofy and laugh and full of joy. And times will come for the other parts and the hard and the lamenting. Those things will be part of it, too. Yeah. But you don't have to feel shame or be punished for times when joy is offered to you. And it's just a gift from a God who loves you and thinks you're really awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great, man. Yeah. Mm. And that kind of goes into my favorite thing about Jesus right now. Yeah. I've been going through First Peter, and the words have just been jumping off the pages. Okay. Um, and, like, going back to spiritual disciplines, like, there'll be seasons when the words will jump off the pages. Yeah. And there'll be seasons where, like, your eyes are falling out. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but um, I was going through the part, um, it's talking about what love is and God is love, and then it got into, like, perfect love casts out all fear, which is really cool because, like, we're in the love greater than fear church. Like, we're in the vineyard. And the big thing, it's, it's different in different translations, but the big thing that jumped out on the page to me was, like, fear is based out of punishment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, taking that back to the cross of, like, the ultimate punishment being taken care of. Like, and, like, God's, God's not looking to punish anymore. Mm. So it's if, 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 like, my God, who I'm in right standing with, and I've been in right standing with, even in the times where I don't feel that, mm. isn't trying to punish me, then, like, I can step out into my true self without mm. fear. Yeah. Um, and even whenever the, the earthquakes, like, I can still stand on the truth that I'm not being punished. Yeah. And, like... He loves you a bunch. Yeah. 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 Um, mm. And, like, I'm on this long, long journey of the head and the heart. Like, oh, sure. Knowing things and feeling them. But that when I read through that punishment part, that really, like, um, hmm. that hit me in the heart. Yeah. I felt that. Hmm. But just going back to that, that middle school experience of, like, there's actual punishment. Sure. Like, I was being silly one time, said something stupid, like a sixth grader does, mm-hmm. and, like, got my first, like, written up detention. Like, yeah, yeah. that wasn't fun. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to feel like I'm always like trying not to be punished. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and to, to realize that like, God's not out to get me. No. You know? No. He's out to love you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he, lo- and he loves you a lot. And yeah, that's yeah. amazing. He's the Jesus that, I mean, that's the John three stuff, right? He's the Jesus that came to save the world, not condemn yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And that means Brooks too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I got to remember that. One more thing to kind of wrap up that thought. Yeah. Well, it's two instances. Um, we were in a faith walking call. Okay. Um, and our faith walking leader, she was um, she was talking to another person, but like it was just totally resonating with what that person was talking about. And like he was trying to explain like how he goes through spiritual disciplines, and she just stopped him. She was like, "Whoa, whoa, grace, man." So like those two words, like the same cadence of how she said that. She's from Colorado. So like grace, man, like that's been in my head over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Like when something pops up, I just hear grace, man. Mm-hmm. And then I was listening to a song by Henry Jameson. He just came out with a new album. 
Um, I I really really love his style. Extremely beautiful. I get a little lost in like the structure of some of his songs. My personality, like I like I get lost in classical. Okay. Like I think you have to have like a your certain brains can like latch on to classical. Oh yeah. Um, I'm probably the same. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, I'll just get lost and take a nap. Mm-hmm. But like, there's this one song that's just talking about like from childhood to like mental break. Just somebody had a huge misstep, but like the end of the song comes back to their childhood, and like on repeat in the back is like this this woman speaking like she's on the phone, and she's just saying it's okay, man, it's okay, and he says it over and over. She says it over and over again. It's like it's okay, man, it's okay, and then it ends with her voice like on the phone, just like it's okay. So, like, even just past couple of weeks where, like, anxiety is just, like, really, really loud and shame's really loud, um, especially being uh, having being so close to a one or a nine, I'm somewhere in the middle on the Enneagram. Ha! Uh, there it is. <laughs> I almost thought we'd go the whole episode. <laughs> um, shame voice. Yeah. Man, hearing that, like, in the back of my head, like, it's okay, man. It's okay. Mm. Um, it's grace, man. Yeah. Grace, man. I'm... Try not to cry, <laughs> but hmm. man, there's something, man, I don't want to get into like childhood and parenting of like, <laughs> they, you need to hear that. Like mm-hmm. you need to hear it whenever you, whenever you come home with like that discipline sheet, like whenever you, um, whenever you get in trouble the first time, you need that grace. You need that grace, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I love you. Mm-hmm. Like you did, you didn't earn it. Mm-hmm. Like, Whenever you were born, you didn't have to, like, say I love you, Dad, as soon as you were born <laughs> for your dad to love you. Yeah. Or, like, your mom to love you. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Grace, man. <laughs> and that is it for this week's episode of the Vineyard Church Conversations. Thank you once again for tuning in, and we'll end this podcast the way we end all of these with praying our prayer together. So if you know this prayer, pray along with me wherever you find yourself listening to this. And if you don't know this prayer, maybe it'll slowly work itself into your weekly rhythms. So let's pray this together. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you alone are King. Give us wisdom, courage, and kindness that we might bear your image well. Unify us in heart, soul, and purpose, that the world might know your love. Make us your hands, generous and compassionate. Make us your feet, valiant and steady. In service to you and all you've created, give us love greater than fear. Onward for your kingdom, we're declaring your worth, finding our worth in you, and joining you in the renewal of all things. Amen. We'll see you soon.